Yeah, so today um, um, we're going to be talking about preparing the heart for the gospel message. And really there's two sides of it. There's We prepare our heart first, right, with the gospel message. And there's a, there's a lot to it, uh, preparing the heart. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But, um, but we also, we, we do things that we prepare our heart so that we can take the gospel message, right? So there's there's um, there's really two sides to that, but um, and we see this. We're going to be looking at um, a passage in Mark chapter four, and it really illustrates it with the parable of the sower. And this is a kingdom of God parable, and so we're going to look at that today. But what we're going to talk about is what Jesus talks about here to his disciples. Uh, he, he talked to them and explained this parable to them uh, that really explains, you know, the, the, the different soils that uh, we try to plant the seed of the gospel in, right? So we're going to look at that today, and it's, and it's great because Steve was a farmer, and Emmett was a farmer, or is a farmer, and... Uh, so, so we're going to talk about these things, and hopefully we make it interactive. And you, you'll have to forgive me because I'm I'm really bad about when I get into this, and and I'm kind of ADHD, I guess, a little bit. When I do I do work a lot, especially when it's uh, evangelism, uh, because it's obviously near and dear to my heart, and I, I think it's something that should be near and dear to, to all of our hearts, right? I'm sure it is, because that's what God created us to do. So as we look at this today, I want to I look at the aspects and how it applies to what Jesus said in Mark chapter 4 and, and farming, okay? So, uh, because really there's a lot that goes into it, and um, I'm sure Steve and Emmett can can fill in a lot of the gaps, but you don't just go out and plant a crop, right? Do you? You don't just go out and plant the seed. There's a lot of preparation. And there's a lot of planting. There's a lot of preparation. There's a lot of plowing, right? There, there's a lot of... You don't plow anymore? No. You just plant. It's called no-till. No-till. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, a lot, and we talked a little bit about this. A lot has changed in farming, and it's really interesting because a lot has changed in evangelism nowadays, right? So we want to we want to get back to the basics, so to speak, and we want to we want to go all the way back to what Jesus said because they were really a, a farming society back then, and of course we come from a very farming society here in the Midwest. So um, there's a lot of good illustrations. So hopefully this will be interactive, and. Um, uh, the first, like I said, the, the, there's two parts going through it, and so I want to try to go through uh, the first page kind of fast because he goes through, the first page is about the different soils of what we'll encounter 
like out in the field when before we're farming and how we can prepare for these different types of people um, and there's and there's four different types of soil but the second time through we look at how he prepares our heart and he gives us the the uh, tools that we need in order to be able to go out so we want to talk about those two things and then I gave some some graphs on the uh, if you turn over to your second page and we, we go through it and we kind of um, uh, list those, the different um, things that we'll encounter. And then, and then the second graph and the second is the soil of our heart and the things that we need to do to prepare. Okay, so anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that, but let's uh, go ahead and uh, the, um, get started. And uh, I want to start off with the uh, one of the main I would call it the the definitive verses in in evangelism and and they use it. Randy was talking about it Wednesday night. I, did anybody make it here Wednesday night? I was here. Yeah, Pam and Pam, Pam and Pam. Pam, the, Pam. All right. So the Pam sisters. Um, so. Uh, Randy was talking about apologetics, and this is one of the main verses that it comes from, and it's 1 Peter 3.15. Um, and when we talk about apologetics, uh, we're, we're talking about the, the DNA, if you will, of the seed, the, the, the gospel, how, how we share the gospel, how we're to interact with other people. And it's, it's all found right here in this one simple verse, which really relates to many, many other verses in the Bible. But it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh of you the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and in fear. Okay, so, so as we look at that, the very first thing that we need to do to prepare for the gospel, what do you think it is? It's in the first part of that verse. Sanctify your hearts. Right, sanctify your hearts. So really, the word sanctify, tell us what that means, Steve. How would you, how would you define it? Set apart. It? Set apart. To be holy. And yeah. <coughs> right. We're set apart, and, and what are we set apart for? We're set apart for a specific purpose, right? And the second half of this verse really tells us what that purpose is, right? It tells us uh, to be ready, right? Be ready always. That means be prepared, right? What are we to be prepared for? And it says to give an answer to every man that asketh you, Right, that word "answer" is where we get the word uh, "apologia," where where apologetics come from. So don't let that big word, you know, scare you or confuse you. Uh, it, apologia is written right below on your handouts. It just means to testify, or another word for testify is give your testimony. Right. Um, for the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, right? To, to give your testimony or testify in a verbal defense of what and why you believe the gospel, okay? 
Okay, that, that's really important. So one of the biggest aspects that we can use in evangelism, it tells us right here, is our testimony, right? But before we ever get there, and I know that we're, we're uh, especially once we learn the Bible, we learn the basics of evangelism, we're, we're really, um, we, we, we want to go right to it, don't we, most of the time? We want to go out. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna do it, if we're gonna go, we want to go out. And we want to give it right, and we, and we look for immediate results. But it tells us here, right in this verse, and as we're gonna look at in Mark chapter four, it takes time. It takes patience, right? It takes it takes planning. It takes preparation before you can ever plant the seed. And that's what I think is really um, uh, is pointed out here in this verse is that you're, you're ready, right, prepared to give an answer, but not until a man asks. I think too many times, and, and I've been guilty of this many, many times, is giving people things that they're not really ready. They're not asking for it, Right. They're not, they're not open, you know, and, and one of the things is, is that, that there has to be, there has to be questions, there has to be open doors, right? So that people are willing to receive the seed of the gospel, okay? Does that make sense? So, so we'll look at that um, as we go through this, but let me pray and uh, we'll get started. Father, I thank you so much. Um, that you've given us such a rich, uh, a rich gospel, and it's rich in our lives because you've done so much for us. You've given us the gospel. You've given us the good news that Jesus Christ died for our sins, and that you've forgiven us, and that you've uh, that you are in the process of sanctifying us and uh, helping us to prepare us uh, for the thing that you created us for to do most, which is to glorify you and and give the gospel the testimony of what you've done in our lives, Lord. And just help us to be better at that. Help me to be better. Help us to, to have a mind as we look at this today. Have a, have a heart to go out and give the gospel in the way that, that you intended it, in the way that you did it. Let us follow your example. Let us follow your words, Lord, and let us be better so that we can be fruitful. Uh, we can be co-laborers with you, Lord, and be fruitful uh, in your harvest, Lord. So we pray for you today. We ask that you speak to us and you give us from the goodness of your word and, uh, and help, us to be, um, help us to be motivated, help us to, to have a heart like your heart is, Lord, to to um, reach the God, reach the world, reach our neighbors, reach our friends, our families with the gospel while there is still time. Uh, we thank you and we praise you for all you did for us, and uh, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the first type uh, uh, soil of the heart. Um, it starts off in Mark chapter 4, verse 14, and it says that the sower soweth the word, right? 
So it says, the sower soweth the word. And and the thing with this verse that I see right there, I, I highlighted uh, soweth because the sower, who's the sower here? Who would you think the sower is? In the scripture? Yeah. It's God. Yeah. Well, in, in Matthew, it is God. Yeah, I mean, it, it is Jesus, right? He's the sower. It says the Son of Man in Matthew 13. That's a kingdom of heaven parable, right? Here in Mark, though, the same type of parable, it's a kingdom or it's a kingdom of heaven parable in Matthew. Did I say that? Kingdom of heaven. In Mark, it's kingdom of God parable. So we know the kingdom of God is for us, believers, right? We enter into the kingdom of God when we're born again, when the seed is planted in us, right? So we become co-laborers, right? So really, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. He's sowing the seed in us, and, and we're sowing the seed with him in others, right? Does that make sense? We're called to be planters, right? We're called to be farmers with him, right? But it, I think it's really important here because it says the sower soweth the word. Um, and, and the thing is, before, before we... You know, I think too often we think about, especially in a Bible-rich church and where we've come from, is is that we know it, the Word, right? We we know it, that we we've got to know it. We've got to we get it up here, and we got to know how to do it, and we've got to know how to evangelize because evangelism is very, you know, when you think about sharing your faith, it can be a intimidating, uh, scary kind of thing, right? Does everybody admit that? We all have fear. I have fear. We have fear when it comes to that, right? And we, and we don't think about it. There's all kinds of reason. But, but the thing is, we try to overcome that by, I've got to know this, and I've got to know that. Well, the thing is, he sows the seed, right? He tells us, the sower soweth the seed. And we're to sow the seed, not to just know it, right? And not to just know it up here. He's got to sow it in our heart so it becomes real, so it becomes active, so that we begin to really see that He's working through us, right? So I just make that point just to, just to think about as we go into these four different types of soil because He's working on our, our heart first so that we can be able, He can be able to use us to affect other people's hearts with the gospel. Does that make sense? Okay, so um, the first type of soil that we see here in Mark uh, chapter 4, verse 15, and I wonder if we could just go around and, and read, uh, maybe starting with you, Emmett, and we can go around and work our way back to Steve, um, like this. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, just read one verse apiece. So, um, Mark chapter 4, verse 15. Do you want to read that, Emmett? Sure. <clears throat> and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Right. Right. So, 
So anyway, right here, it says that they're sold by the wayside. And what do you think when you think of the wayside, right? We know, we know the, the way, Jesus is the way, right? He's the way, the truth, and the life. But the way is like a path or uh, a road or a highway. It's called the trodden path. It's what everybody uses to go from one place to another. So people are moving. They're moving fast, right? There's not really time to talk or interact with anybody. But this is the wayside. So what do you think about? What do you think that means when, when it's talking about the wayside? Right beside the road. Right beside the road. Maybe in the ditch. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Could be in the ditch. Could be on the side of the highway. Yeah. Somebody's broke down. Or we had somebody uh, on our IGO team that actually uh, stopped and, and tried to, to make you know, a friend, make contact, help somebody out, broken down on the side of the uh, highway, um, Chris and, and Janessa Shelton, uh, a couple weeks ago. And they talked about interacting and taking them and taking them all the way to Blue Springs and using that as a, you know, an, a chance to you know, maybe give the gospel you know, make make contact with someone, and uh, but maybe maybe it could be you know like maybe on the sides of roads. I mean, we stop at gas stations or or stores or you know the the grocery store. Yeah, Susan. I do it at my appointments. It's just by the way. If right. Come in to see me. I can pray with them and talk to them. Right. Right. Start a seed. Right, right, right. But these on, on the wayside are like real close, okay? Now we can, we can venture out into a home and that may be, you've got a little bit more time to talk to someone. But depending on how much you time, time you have, I mean, you're moving one way, they're moving another way. There's not a lot of time. That's, that's the main point that I think it shows us here. And it says that, like Emmett read, that's, but when they have heard, right, they hear what, they hear what you're saying, right? But they, you know, it's kind of like, I hear you, I hear you, man. It's like, I hear you, but it, they, it didn't really do anything because what does it say? It says, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts, right? So before it ever gets, before it ever gets down in the soil, before it ever gets, you know, gives birth, Satan, we see spiritual warfare, right? Satan's looking to take the seed. That's the last thing he wants, right? And we encounter that too. So I think that's a really important point. That we see that in all four of these soils, that there is spiritual spiritual warfare that takes place, right? So um, the soil of this type of heart, the first type, is one that, you know, they might, they, uh, this is a person that might romanticize, you know, they might think about it. I mean, I would say romanticize may be a little, uh, a little bit, um, you know, um, maybe too, too heavy. They, they, they at least think about it. It's sown in their hearts. They're thinking about it. They may, you know, want it, but it really never sinks in in any real faith uh, to become a committed uh, follower or a true follower or believer of Jesus Christ, right? 
So, because Satan takes it away. Nothing happens, all right? There's no follow-through. The second type of soil is uh, stony soil, okay? Um, and Pam, could you read both of those verses, Mark 4, 16 and 17? And these are they like, likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth, the word for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Right. Right. And we see a lot of this, I don't, you know, um, when you go out and you try to share your faith or your testimony or you try to talk to people and um, you, try, you try to, you know, give them something from the Word. They may, be, they may be open to it, but what does it say? It says it's sown on stony ground. And what do you, what do you think of when you think of stony ground? It's, we're thinking of the heart. This ground or this soil is the heart, so. Well, I'm just, I'm sure Emmett maybe thinks of some very graphic things, but like the, the wayside, I think of just in harvest season, uh, sometimes we don't tarp our trucks and seed just blows off. So there's, by the highway, there's seeds and sometimes birds will just eat beside the road. So mm -hmm. I think of the wayside like that, but the stony ground, when we planted certain fields, had rocks in them, and we we had to go through and pick out rocks. Right, right. So yeah, we yeah. could plant. I don't know if you ever. So Sticks. we have tried. Yeah, I know they keep coming up, don't yeah, they? They keep yeah, coming up. You don't grow a very good crop. On yeah, it's no, hard on your no. equipment and. Uh, but in the aspect of people's lives, stony ground is something that happened to them in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, right, right. Oh, Christian said they were going to do this, this, and this, and <coughs> deceived them or took their money and ran. Or, right, uh, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good that you that you make that connection because I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I had a I had a yard and we, we hauled in a bunch of topsoil, but it had all these rocks and I had yeah. to go for I mean it same took thing. me years to a couple of years and I you know, I didn't have, you know, I was doing all this other stuff to the house, so I I didn't want to buy sod. I thought, you know, it's good topsoil, but there's all these rocks and I had to keep going through and picking them and picking them cuz the grass wouldn't grow. It grow a little bit and then it would it would die out but it, it it's like you said Belinda you know these are things that make people they're these little stones that make their heart hard like we think of your heart the things of the past you know their 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 problems and and uh, things that had happened to them um, that they know that they need this. They understand, at least, uh, at, at least on an intellectual level, maybe, um, that they that they need something. That they need something to be different. And they it says that they received it immediately with gladness, right? And I, I think, you know, I mean, it's like my my grass, and like you're talking about, Steve and Emmett, that it will maybe grow up for a while, but those stones, you know, there's they can't grow because there's no root system, right? And uh, the key point is that quick believers become quick leavers. 
a lot of times we see this, right? That's a good point. We, we see it in life issues a lot, don't yeah. we? Yeah. That people will receive it with gladness, and we've seen that a lot, haven't we, Pam? Yeah, that you're talking about ro people romanticizing. That's people that, uh, you know, their emotions, it's all an emotional, yeah. higher yeah. emotional experience. Right. And that only lasts so long. Right. And no roots. There's no commitment. There's right. Know, they don't right. have to dig deeper. Exactly. Get closer because their emotions. It feels good. And yes. They don't yes. go any further. And we and we see a lot of this, you know, nowadays. You know. Yeah. And and in going thinking on the flip side, and we'll look at the flip side in a minute. But even in in our lives, you know, in in giving gospel, this. Can, we see spiritual warfare work against us to where we can we can begin to say you know people make emotion decisions and then they're they're all in and I've heard you talk about this and I have too a lot of times in especially in life issues people make decisions that are emotional and you're thinking all right they're 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 taking it and they start to grow and then something happens they're offended and they're gone right so that's why it's important for us to um, realize this. You know, this is just a part of it that we got to keep picking out the rocks. Hopefully, if they keep coming, we can keep picking out the rocks that can help their root system to come. But um, Ephesians 3:17 tells us, so we know that that um, our root system needs to be grounded in the love of Christ, right? Not, not necessarily in, in what, um, how people receive it. Some people receive it, but we still have to, we can't let that affect our, our love, right? For Christ and our love for other people, right? Because we know it is a warfare and, and people are blinded to the gospel and they get, you know, that they've got many stones in their, in their lives and their hearts. But Ephesians 3.17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, right? We need to be rooted and grounded in love because that's what we're trying to, that's what we're trying to reflect to them, the love of Christ, right? So, um... The type 3 soil is thorny soil and it's influenced by the flesh instead of learning to trust in God. Now, if, um, who's, who's up? Belinda? Belinda, are you up? Could you read both of those, uh, 4, 18, and 19? And these are they which are sown among thorns, <clears throat> such as hear the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the less of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Okay. So we we see that we see that also a lot of times, especially in in the church, right? Where you see a flower blossoming on the plant, you're like, Oh, I'm gonna get a watermelon and then <laughs> Right. 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 
there's a lot of that um, uh, these thorns it, it likens it to like thorn, like Paul said the thorn in the flesh right these fleshly things that come at even us at, at, at Christians right because I believe that this third time uh, this third type of soil is a Christian there there's somebody that became a believer they received it right but it's the cares of this world you know things that they're caught up into that that takes them away from their following their commitment to follow Christ right uh, the deceitfulness of riches we see that that can come up in in people's life and lust of other things that includes a whole lot of other things but it chokes the word right it chokes their commitment to the Word of God, to Christ. And it can happen to us. But I believe this pictures, you know, a carnal Christian that never grows to maturity and leads leads other to Christ. Because what is our main purpose? What is our main purpose in um, as being a Christian? To create more Christians. Right. It's, it's to glorify God, but one of the greatest, the greatest way that we're given to glorify God is what? Sharing, sharing with others what He did for us. Right? There's, there's no greater way to, to glorify Him. This is right? what Chris keeps doing. Yeah. Right. He's a true believer. He's been, you know, yeah. accepted Christ, but he just can't get away from that drinking. Right. Well, we live in a Laodicean age, so a lot of people can get caught up. We can even get caught up in cycles of that. I've gotten caught up in cycles of this before, right? But the key is, it says, they become, they be, becometh unfruitful, right? It, 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 so they must have had the possibility to be fruitful. That they're grow, they're, they've gotten to a certain point, but they never grew enough to bear fruit. I always think of like life issues. It seems like several times we've seen somebody get saved and then a boyfriend or a girlfriend will come into the picture and pull them away. Right. Is what I think of. I was thinking of that too. I was thinking of that too. I mean there's other things too. You know a job. Right. Now they have money. Right. You know things like that or a car. Right. Now they have a car so they can go places and do things but that's what I think of when I I see that because I feel like we've seen that happen a lot in life issues. That's the first thing I thought about too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of the more mature Christians, how this can happen is when we let pride uh, seep in. Right. Because we start pleasing, even in our good work, when we're preparing a lesson or preparing Right, right. Who are we trying to please? Right. Are we trying to please men or are we trying to give glory to God? And yeah. The things that we do. So pride, pride. can uh, do the same thing. Yeah. That can be our thorns. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, Pam. That is. That is. Uh yeah, it's it's both sides. It's it's not only in the, in in other believers that are new believers, but it's it's in our heart too. I mean, yeah, pride can creep in. Yes, yeah, Steve. Uh, I'm going to share too. <clears throat> One of the last years that I farmed. Uh, we planted a, a field of soybeans and the, we tilled it in, or we uh, drilled it, and then we sprayed it, but the spray didn't work, so I had a lot of cuckleburrs. It's like thorns. And so not only did it choke the word, and the soybeans were not very fruitful, but when we harvested, 
it was hard to get the cuckleburrs out of the seed and so I was also docked at when I sold it so I I think of the judgment seat of Christ when the, mm. when Christians are harvested those thorns not only kept us from being fruitful here but it 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 docks us we don't get the rewards we would have got either amen yeah you know I mean? yeah we're 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 penalized because gosh Steve you got all these cuckleburrs in your life you're right you all these thorns right <coughs> And that's a, that's a fantastic point because really when, when we're thinking about our purpose, you know, to, to share, to sow the seed, share, share um, our faith, um, we, need to, we need to be looking like when you plow, right? You're plowing straight ahead. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I, I, you look straight because if you don't, you know, it's going to be all... And, and, and we need to look straight towards the judgment seat of Christ, right? Because that's, that's really what being fruitful is all about. We're, we're taking fruit. We're giving glory to the Lord. We're, we're, we're taking fruit into you know, eternity, into the judgment seat. And that's what we're going to be judged by, what we did with what the, the tools that He gave us, yeah. right? Or the farming implements, whatever you want to call it. So, um, okay. So very good, right? Um, so um, Ephesians six fifteen, and I always, you know, pray through. You know, it, it, it is a warfare. If, if you're gonna, if you're gonna set your heart to do it, it's like farming, right? It's something you get up every single day. You get up early in the morning. I know my brother-in-law was a farmer. And I mean, he was up like 4.30, 5 o'clock every, every morning. And I mean, it was and into the evening. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough job, isn't it? And it, it, it's like with us, if we're going to really be good, uh, if we're going to be used of God like, like he wants us to be, and really, we want to be if we know if we're looking forward to the judgment seat of Christ, uh, we need to have our armor on because it is a warfare, right? The enemy doesn't want us to be sowing any seed, right? I mean, if you're saved, that's one thing. It's okay. Just go over and learn all you want. Just don't do anything with it, right? Um, but Ephesians 6.15 says that, and, and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, Right, and I and I put go in gospel. You see, go and highlighted there in red, because because that's that's what we're to be prepared to go, right? That's what God asks us to do. That's what the Lord asks of us to be prepared, just like we're doing now, right? Be prepared to be used of Him. And this fourth type of soil is what we're we're all looking for, right? This is what we want to be, and this is what we want to see in others. Right, it's the it's the fruitful, uh, and it's the ground that's become fruitful because it's been plowed by trusting in uh, uh, trusting in a trusting building a trusting relationship with others because we built a trusting relationship with Christ. Right, we're we're trusting that He will bear will bring about fruit in, through us. Right, in our life and through us in other people's lives. Right. I mean, that's a whole, that, that's what this, this is all about, is bearing fruit, right? And, and in us, he, he bears what kind of fruit? 
what kind of fruit do we need to be able to bear fruit with him? We, yeah, good fruit. But when you think about what is God, how does God bear fruit inside us? We, I think of, yeah, yeah, the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, the fruit of the Spirit. Because really we need that. We need that fruit to be able, people need to see that, that you've got something. Yeah. You know, they're not going to ask like like First uh, Peter 3.15. They're not going to ask you of the reason, that, the hope that's within you. If they don't see that fruit, if they don't see that love, joy, peace, you know, if, if, if when you're working with them, they don't see that long suffering, that gentleness, goodness, you know, that faith, meekness, temperance. Right? We, we need to be able to allow God to work that in us, and that's what really comes through so that we can, we can sow the seed, you know? Hopefully at some point, right? Um, so uh, it's, it's plowed by building trusting relationships and giving your testimony, um, like we looked at in 1 Peter 3.15. Uh, which opens the door of utterance. You know, Paul talks about a door of utterance. This is a time when, when the door is opened and they ask the question, the reason of the hope that's in you. What, how did you get through that? You know, how did you get through that time? And I know, Steve, you share that a lot of time, you know, about farming, you know, and, and you share it. And people, people ask you, how do you get through that? And you tell your testimony. I've heard you share that many times, and uh, and you know what? And and it's it's that it's that when you share that and people ask you, that's an open door that you can share your testimony, and then they begin to ask more questions. You can give you can give the gospel, you can give the gospel what Christ did for you, and then they can ask the question, well, how can that how can that uh, happen? For me, you know, how can I have what you have? And that's when you you get the gospel, right? Yeah. So um, Mark four twenty, um, Suzanne, are you? And these and these are they which have so are sown on good ground, such as heard, such as heard the word and received it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty. Some eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. So we see here that it's good ground. That's what we all want to have, and that's what we want to plan on. We want to plan on good ground, don't we, Emmett? That's true. <laughs> you you want to find that good ground, and 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 whatever it takes to to get there, right? And that's that's what we. But but our our soil of our heart needs to be good ground too, right? Because if it is, it will bear, it promises us here that we can have, you know, much fruit. It can be multiplied, right? And, um, and it, can be, it, it can be measurable, right? You see it's specific, you know, some 30-fold, right? 30, what is that, 30 times? Yeah. 30 times as much as what you planted? Yeah. Right? That's, man, wouldn't we all like that? Yeah. Bumper crops, right? Sixty, a hundred. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Right. But you know how that's done? 
is when our when our soil when we do it right and we take people through and we realize it's like you don't just you know give birth and leave your child on a doorstep right you, you you raise them and when you raise them right you raise them good you know they go out and they win others to Christ and those people they raise them and they win others to Christ and you know you've seen some pretty large families you know where I didn't come from a real large family but where they just develop larger families and larger and, and you know and they and and it's multiplication right and that's that's what that's what can happen you know in a in a real Brian talks about real relationships you know real Christians have real relationships and that's the way we need to be um, so the thing that it, that that the main thing that I want to get from this the key one of the key verses and the key points I want Steve to read this because I know this is this is a verse that you used to read and use I remember you know back back when I when I first came down here and we were going to like Cascani Psych and I remember you talking about farming and talking about this and using this verse so which verse is James James five seven. It says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Right. Right. So you want to comment on that? Any? <clears throat> well, uh, as you were talking about the good soil, most of us know we've got a septic system here at the, the best grass on this property is right out there where right. the septic tank it, it fertilizes and moisturizes the ground right, right. and the mowers can't hardly go through it it's just so rich out here and so right. I think of that as you were reading here but uh, amen I mean definitely this verse uh, the husbandman does have to be patience and we're all learning patience and uh, I think the early and latter rain you know there needs to be like right now the last week or two we're getting the early rains that are going to we, we see crops starting to grow and then the latter rain I know a lot of times you need a rain to kind of fill out your corn after it tassels and germinates and you get corn on the cob you need a rain to kind of finish it and help fill out the kernels and right so anyway uh, there's just a lot of a lot of variables right yeah and I, and I think that's perfect because, you know, the fertilizer, we, I, mean, I mean, I've heard you say it, we, we, you know, ministry or ministering the gospel, uh, however you do it, in ministry or, you know, in your personal lives, uh, it's messy, right? It's messy. It takes a lot of fertilizer, right? It takes a lot of patience, just like James is saying here. So the thing is, is when we look for those like that word immediately that immediately immediately three times in those verses you know we're, we live in an instant gratification society and we become that way sometimes but the thing we've got to realize is it's messy you know it's going to take a lot of, of fertilizer for someone to grow right a lot of patience, a lot of patience. So. Right. I have a small testament. This person at work, I've basically been fighting with them for a decade. And their daughter is in the hospital. And um, her son works there part-time. And I was on a different unit far, far away. And I have the residence. I'm like a bitter godly or what, you know, or 
on a dementia unit. I say, okay, pray for the food before they eat it. We sort of, and um, she didn't, her son heard us praying for bless the hands that wash the dishes, bless the hands that, and somehow I think that got back to her and it softened her heart. And she was actually a little bit kind and her daughter's in the hospital, so she has a lot going on. And um, yeah. so the patience of, you know, I was still praying for her staff even though I fight with most of them. Right, right. And I, that's perfect because I think that's the early and the latter rain. A lot of that, you know, prayer is involved, right? Because God's the one that gives the increase. You know, the Holy Spirit has to work. He's the one that convicts the heart. Yeah, yeah. But we need to be involved in it and, and pray. If you was to ask her, she says she's a Christian, but she just blows up at the littlest things. Yeah. Well, there's the cares, cares of the world, right? I mean, there is, there is a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of Christians nowadays, especially with the way the world is, and the way, you know, it just keeps degrading, you know, more and more because of sin. How about when you tell your kids you're praying for them and they say, "Well, you can't change me." Right. That's why I'm praying for you. Mine, and I don't want to stand in the way when he comes down. Right. 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 So, um, the second part that I want to get to is this mirror image. And I, I did that. I was looking for, you know, it, it's not in reverse, so I just typed it out backwards. That's good. So, it's not, it's not a true mirror image. But I think, you know, you all have seen those mirror images. You know, of like clouds that shine down on a lake or something, and and it looks exactly like the clouds and all their, you know, colors. It, it's uh, yeah, I hate those puzzles. Yeah, I love the word puzzles when they have those reverse things in there. Right, right. Uh -huh. Makes it hard to finish. Right, right. But that's what really needs to be reproduced. Is Christ's image is being reproduced in us. And we want to see it reproduced in others, right? So um, the second time through is really interesting because we see four main responsibilities in us sharing our faith in Jesus Christ. And so I want to look at this. What is Because we get caught up sometimes in what is my responsibility and what is God's responsibility. And, you know, this, this can be kind of confusing sometimes because we think, okay, what is my part? And Or like, I'll witness when, when God brings someone to me or when, you know, this divine appointment. We think a divine appointment is when somebody just shows up and asks for the gospel. And that hasn't happened in my life. Well... Well, I, I, you know, I, I won't say that. It did happen once here when I, when I was uh, years ago. But that's, that's a different story. I was praying for it. I was praying for it a lot. And it was, I, I was willing to go, okay? I didn't want to go. I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't feeling good that day. And I'd been praying for it and praying for it. And a guy showed up at one of our conferences. And... Uh, he didn't ask for it, you know, I took time, but anyway, it was, it was really cool. But the point is, what, what's our responsibility and what is God's? Uh, we need to match it in faith because um, if, who's up next, uh, Chuck? Is Chuck or Pam? Are you up, Pam? Do you want to read that? 
Um, I read the last yep. one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yes. <coughs> We're doing 24? Uh, yeah, 24 and 25. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear, with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath, to him shall be given, and he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Right. So if you don't use it, you'll lose it, right? If, if you don't plant the seed, then you're not going to have a crop, right? So if you don't build it, they won't come, right? You know, the, the, you can go on and on with that. But what are we talking about? What is he, what is he talking about measuring here? We're talking about the seed. I think of grace. Grace. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. It, it goes right hand in hand with that. But um, I want you to think about this. The, the, the seeds that we are, are sharing that we're looking to plant are seeds of, of faith, right? Our faith in Christ. We give our testimony. It talks about how come, why do you believe what you believe? And you talk about your faith. You put in your trust, your faith in Christ. You begin to believe, you know, all those, those words. And um, um, Romans 12.3 talks about this. Uh, and, it's, and it says that, that uh, he has given all of us a measure of faith, right? He gives us a measure of faith. And as we exercise it, that faith grows, right? As we exercise it in obedience and we walk by faith, not by sight, right? And we, we really have to do that if we're going to share our faith. It's, it's really walking by faith, isn't it? And not by sight. Because by sight, we, I mean, we see like, well, people might reject me and people might, you know might get mad at me or I might look stupid or I might not know what to say. All these fears come up. So we've got to walk by faith, by what God tells us and believe that He's going to be working in us and through us, right? We just have to be willing to, to go, right? That's our first responsibility. We have to be willing to go in faith, trusting that God's trusting in God's word, right? Because we're all given that measure of faith to sow the seeds of the word of God in 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 our hearts, right? We need to sow that in in our hearts. How you know um, um, that we should go? We just simply need to be obedient to it, you know, and let and and it's 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 one of those things. Um, how did you learn farming, Emmett or Steve? How, how did you learn? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just through experience. Right. You you go. You just went and you did it. You just do it. Right. Right. And that's the thing that's scary about. And I know you learned from your dad. And you know it's just been passed down through the family. I guess. I don't know if he learned from his dad, but yeah, yeah, right. You learn things, 
but it's not until you're willing to go out and you you grow up you become a certain age I'm sure you know you probably wanted to do it when you were young but you really couldn't get on that big tracker or combine or or whatever you couldn't drive the, you know did he did he yeah. But it wasn't until you're willing to like go that you're like, oh, now this begins to make sense, right? Yeah. So anyway, we've we've got to be willing to go, and that's the thing about the gospel. We're commanded to go, and we just have to simply simply go, right? And we learn, and then we see this is cool. This is why we were created. Because that's the way that we grow more than anything. We're, we're willing to go, right? And the second thing is Mark 26. Um, who's next? Who wants to read that next? Leon, do you want to read that? Mark 4, 26? I don't have it on Oh, you, okay. Okay. Amita? Yeah. 4, 26? Okay. Sure. sure. We can we can hear in tongues. Decía además, así es el reino de Dios, como cuando un hombre echa semilla en la tierra. Right. Okay. And he said, so is the kingdom of God, right? This is the kingdom of God. Uh, he's speaking about the kingdom of God we know is within us. It's within our hearts, right? Luke tells us that, okay? So um, the kingdom of God is what he's telling us that if a man should cast seed, right? We need that seeds of faith cast into the ground, into the soil of our heart, right? And um, uh, I lost my place. My eyes just kind of got blurry on me. Um, so, um, so it's our responsibility not only to go, but but to sow. Right? The sow means to plant. Right? But but the thing is, like we talked about in the beginning, it takes a lot of preparation, takes a lot of planning, it takes a lot of plowing before we ever plant. Right? I mean, we don't just go to someone and you know immediately hit them with the Romans road or the gospel most of the time I mean people are you know you know are you are, are you tell them something about uh, you know do you, do you know do you know Christ or do you know this and and I've heard people say you know and I, I've made this mistake and I've heard many many people do that same and, and, and people say no but I'm sure you're gonna tell me about it you know it and you know what I have to look back and I have to think, I deserve that. You know what? Because people don't want to be viewed as, as a project, right? They want to be viewed as a person, right? They, they, they you know, the doors, you, uh, you, you, that's, that's something we're sharing is very intimate and it's personal in their life. And we know if they're lost, then they're, they're covering up. Right, they're blinded. The the scriptures tell us they're blinded to it, and only the Holy Spirit can convict. But we need to make those natural inroads, you know, through plowing. We have to cultivate relationships. One of the principles, and I handed out um, a few of the the igos, and and igo. I think most of you know what that is, but it's just we're we're trying to be more intentional with our gospel outreach. You know, and, and making it more personal in our church and in our personal lives. 
And one of principle number four says that uh, people won't care what you know until they know that you care, right? And what that really means is people. It it doesn't say the sower. It doesn't say the sower knoweth the seed. It says the sower soweth the seed, right? So people want to know that we care about them. They're not just a project, in other words, right? They're a person. Sharon Dillion and I swim on Tuesdays and Thursdays, water aerobics here in town. And there was this lady talking about some problem she had, and I just felt like asking her if she had a church home. And that's, that was all I said, and she said no. And I told her a little bit about where Sharon and I go. And she never came back. I haven't seen her since. And I said to Sharon, do you think I said the wrong thing? And she said, no, that was perfectly all right. Right. But, you know, that'll happen. And right. And she'd think, well, if I said the wrong thing, maybe I right. should you know, talk more about her problem and, and reason with her that way. Yeah. Rather than just left her off to church. Right, right, right. She need, she needed a church home. That was the right, 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 right. So you just don't know. Yeah, the best thing that we can do is just try to you know show that we care by developing personal relationships. You know, and you get to that point, and finding out things about them because people want to talk about themselves, right? I mean, when you when you first form a relationship with anybody, if it's real, what are you doing? You're asking questions. You know, where 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 do you go to school? Where do you work? You know, what's your what's your favorite restaurants? You know, how many kids do you have? I mean, we ask all kinds of questions. We're developing that relationship. We're finding out about people, and they're finding out about us. You know, and 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 that's how we show that we care. We do that in normal relationships. And we got we we got to we got to walk through the normal, the natural, before we can get to the spiritual. A lot of times, because like Steve read in James, you know, it takes patience. You know, it takes a lot of fertilizer. You got to weed through a lot of stuff. But but you definitely you know you want to you want to get to the gospel, but you want them to be curious and be open, and asking the questions for the reason of the hope that's in us. So um, the the third thing is that we need to grow, right? Um, and Mark 4.27, Angie, you want to read that? And we'll try to... And should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how. Right. I like that. Um, because this is, the, this is our responsibility that, that um, we need to grow, right? We need to grow in our faith. We need to grow in our obedience. That's how our faith grows. In our being willingness to go and to sow and, and to grow in our personal lives, right? And one of the things that makes us grow more than anything is sharing our faith. Being obedient to the main thing that God saved us for is to, to share with other people what happened, what He did for us, right? Yeah, Belinda? So I have in mind Bible written down this so it's the tiniest seed in the garden, or the, tini the mustard seed is the uh -huh. tiniest seed, and it grows up to a mighty tree. Right, right. If you have faith as a mustard seed. Right, that's right after that. Yeah, the parable of the mustard seed, right? It grows, and, and, and that's the thing. God will use, you know, whatever we think, oh, well, I don't know enough, right? I don't know how. 
Right? That's the big thing. It's it's like we were just talking about. It's on the job training. He we, he just commands us to go because he's the the Holy Spirit's the one that leads us, right? And I I believe most of us know enough about the gospel. We know what happened to us. We know enough, you know that that. The how-to we find out as we're willing to go and be obedient to take the gospel. And then the fourth thing, the last thing we'll end here is um, is Mark 4, oh, Mark 4, 28. Did we read that? No. I just read 27. 27, right. Um, I'll read these r- real quick because um, we're about out of time. So... Um, Mark 4.28, this fourth thing, uh, oh, you read 4.27, yeah. So we're given the tools to grow and so to go and sow and grow if we just, we just need to do it. Just like, you know, Nike commercial, just do it, right? Just be willing, right? And we do it in faithful obedience, right? And the Lord is in control of reaping the harvest, right? Mark 4.28 says, For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, then the fruit of the corn of the ear, right? So it's, it's, it's a process, right? It, we grow in stages, Right, it's a process, just like it says here, a blade, the ear, and then the full corn of the ear, right? That's where the fruit is, right? But we need to learn to grow while being patient with the process. And then finally, the fourth, the fourth type of soil in our own heart is uh, found in Mark 4.29. But it says, but when the fruit is brought forth immediately, there's that word immediately, right? Now, in, in, as we looked in the, in the, first, uh, um, the first parable, the first part of the parable, when we were looking at other soils of the heart of the people that we encounter, it was saying that they, they received it immediately, right, right up front, right? It was easy come, easy go. It was real quick. But here, it's not the first thing. When God's working with us, we're working towards that fruit, right? That's the goal. But it doesn't happen immediately until the very end, right? So it works incomplete. It's completely the opposite of the way that we see things in the world, right? God, God is the one that, that uh, uh, or it's Christ's responsibility to make us fruitful and reap, right? But when the fruit is brought forth immediately, he putteth forth the sickle because the harvest is come, right? He's the Lord of the harvest and he's the one that he's the one that bears fruit in us, right? And when it happens, that's that divine appointment that we're talking about. Those open doors, you see those divine appointments and you just know when people start you know, they've got that look and they're just like asking you, why? Well, how can I have that? You know, and you see that they're at that point. I mean, you know, God is is really convicting. The Holy Spirit's convicting. And, you know, I mean, if you've been in that situation, you know, that person is desiring to, to have a personal relationship with Christ. And it's it's him that makes us fruitful. So uh, we need to be patient and we need to be just willing to go out and do it. So.
anyway, um, we're out of time, so I'm going to pray and uh, uh, thank you guys um, for for letting me give that. I know we didn't get to the to the illustrations on the back, but if you want to work through that fourth box on the on the going, sowing, and growing and reaping, and list some of the some of the tools, um, you're you're welcome to take that home and do that. Father, I I thank you so much for how you have richly um, blessed us and and given us all things that we need so that we can be so that we can be fruitful for you so that we can glorify you and that we can fulfill a purpose that you created us for lord there's no greater there's no greater love there's no greater joy and no greater peace than to know you as our our savior and our lord and to be willing and and um, to be able to be able to share the gospel the good news of what you've done for us with others we thank you for that ability and i pray that you would increase our hearts you'd increase our faith and and our uh help us to see the the real reward of you bearing fruit not only in our hearts but using us to bear fruit in other people's hearts and we'll give you all the glory in jesus name amen, amen. okay Um, yeah, it's it's some of the things that we've got available to to um, be able to go the tools that God gives us. So I I had like the Word of God in the first box for going, like the Word of God.